0: To a very spooky episode of Shadewood. Today, we're going to be covering episode 13 of season four of Pretty Little Liars. Uh, in a moment, I'll hand over to my sisters to introduce themselves and to give a quick introduction of the show. But first, I wanted to remind you that we're three sisters who decide to start a podcast to talk about our favorite TV shows and movies. And we have a motto, which is if attempted murder is a crime, then attempted comedy is a podcast. I'm Suna. I'm Sadie. And I'm Arzom.
1: And Sadie, I think you're going to give us a quick recap of Grave New World. Like I said, it is very spooky. So we start off with the girls. Um, they're in Ravenswood and they're going to be attending a Founders Day ball. Um, and that's when things start to go awry. We see new people get introduced. Um, we see a very female Caleb, like literally the epitome of a female Caleb, um, be introduced to the Liars gang. And we find out some secrets that we'll get into later. You guys are the worst, by the way. Why? Like, legitimately the worst. You guys didn't prepare me for this episode at all. Why should we? Because you totally should have. I was, like, literally at the edge of my seat the entire episode. But did you miss me? No, I didn't. I actually love this episode so much. I thought we couldn't get to the height of, like, excitement after the last the last episode where we saw Ezra was owning the, like, owning the A's lair. Yeah. And this episode just stopped that. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I know. How
0: are we doing this? Who are we talking about first? All right. So first we're going to go into this a bit differently than we normally do um, because all of the stories are so like intertwined and various characters hop off the main storyline for like very short periods of time. We're going to start with the collective and then hop onto different characters as they separate
1: from the group and then come back to them, I think. So we've got the main line and then we've got the the sidelines.
0: On our main line, we see the Liars did eventually finish um, bargaining over their dresses and they look amazing. Oh my gosh. Their outfits are so cute, especially Emily's outfit. I love it so much. That's what I was going to say. Emily was my favorite. Okay, but when does Emily not look good? Okay, we get it, Emily. But like she looks particularly good. Like it just suited her so much. So the girls are going through the cemetery and Aria gets a call from Ezra And she's kind of just like, hey, like, this isn't a great time. I'm in in a graveyard, but by the way, don't worry. I'm safe. And Ezra says he's worried and to be careful. My question here is everything that's been going on with the girls, that they've been getting all these, like, boxes of threats and, like, Mona's, you know, possibly dying in a ditch somewhere. He doesn't know that yet. So, like. Unless he's doing it. Unless he's doing it. So why is Arya not suspicious that he's, like, be careful? Or why is he not, like, why the hell are you in a grave? Like, Tell me. I think she has no reason to be suspicious because he's like, because she just said, I'm in a graveyard. And he said, be careful. Like, I think that's a reasonable thing to say back. Why would you be careful in a graveyard? Also, why are you in a graveyard? These are the questions to say. Someone says, I'm in a graveyard. There's no funeral going on that you know of. You say, why? Why are you in a graveyard?
1: Okay, but this is the thing. Did she tell him that she was in Ravenswood? I guess she must have. She did. She said it in that same conversation. Because when he just turned up, like, later on in the episode, when he just turned up, I was like, how did he even know that she was there? Like, did she mention it? And then I was too lazy to scroll back and listen. And
0: when he called her, he knew she was there already. He was, like, around the corner spying on her. I think he was just testing to see whether she would tell him the truth. Well, she did. In a way. She didn't say, I'm here to go find my dead friend, but... And while this conversation is happening, Ezra is just, like, next to her in a different tombstone, like, basically touching her butt cheek.
1: Yeah, but he had a gas mask on.
0: He didn't have it on yet. Okay, let's say he doesn't, um, she doesn't see him because he's behind the tombstone. Don't you hear the double voice, Aria? Like, he's right next to you. But anyway, the liars kind of go through this graveyard. They're going to this party that's going on. And there's another guy there who's in, like, one of those vintage, like, army whatever suits going on as well. And did you guys happen to recognize who that person is, the actor? Yes, it's Michael from Jane the Virgin. It is. Oh, my gosh. And he looks so young and little. Yeah, he looks amazing. Oh, my God. I love Michael, though. For any Jane the Virgin fans out there, I adore Michael and Jane never deserved him. Hashtag Team Michael, not Team Jane. He deserved to be with someone better than Jane. Yeah, like I feel like Jane should have been with Raphael just because they like deserved each other. Michael deserved better. I fully agree with this. Have you seen Jane the Virgin, Sadie?
1: Like an episode. <gasps> you should watch it. You're gonna love it. It's such a good show. Oh, it's gonna be so up your alley as well. You're going to love it. Is this is that the one where she accidentally gets inseminated by someone else's sperm? Yeah. yeah.
0: She's a virgin that accidentally gets inseminated, correct? Yeah. And is Michael the
1: boyfriend that she's with you currently?
0: Yes. Michael is the boyfriend she's with currently. Yes. And he is also this vintage suit guy. So um, Spencer thinks he's sus. So she's like, okay, y'all, I'm going to go eavesdrop on him and his random bride that he's talking to. And they base this on literally nothing though. Yeah, literally. They're like, he must be bored shorts because, um, you know, he has this outfit. It's the same color as the outfit we saw at um, the lair and that's it. That's what that has got going for him. Exactly, that's literally it.
1: He just looked shady.
0: I don't even think he did. He was having a conversation, but... Maybe it's my love for Michael that stops me, but I feel like he did not look shady. I feel the same too as well,
1: honestly. But I love him, and I think he can do no wrong. You see him for three seconds. Yeah, I still love him. Now I need to watch Jane the Virgin to find out why we like Michael so much.
0: We love Michael. Um, but yeah, so Spencer thinks he's sus and she's gonna go eavesdrop on him and his random like bride person that he's hanging out with. And the girls go to follow, but Hannah gets a bit distracted and separated from the group because she sees like some red coat baby twins (laughs) and she's like, they look interesting and wants to go stare at them. While this is happening, Arya is also following the girl who is dressed like a bride going around the corner with Emily. But Emily is stopped by Grunwald and she's kind of just like, you know, you need to leave right now, it's not safe. And Emily's staring at her like a deer in headlights. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but i like to point out that about 10 seconds ago, Spencer's like, okay, guys, follow me to eavesdrop because we all need to stick together. And not one of them are together anymore. It took them all of 10 seconds. But um, Aria does make her way outside and follows the bride out, who in three seconds has fallen into a literally open grave for no reason. No scream or anything. She's just in an open grave. <laughs> and... Um, Michael, her weird cousin, comes and helps her out and that's the end of that storyline. Oh, like it can't be him. He can't be Shady because he is a cousin, you know? We all know A doesn't have a cousin. Yeah, exactly. And that's all the, sadly, all the screen time we get of Michael. Three seconds after this, the girls will magically find each other. Don't worry about how. Like, don't worry about it. They just all do. They all, like, come to the same place.
1: I have a theory that they all have, like, these internal compasses that just sort of, like, magnetise to each other. It's like they have ESPN or something. Okay, but if that was true, the whole
0: house thing wouldn't have been such an ordeal. True. (laughs) But while they're all standing there talking about how um, Michael is a cousin and that means he can't be A, um, they see Redcoat and they decide they're going to quickly follow her so they can't lose her. But in the three seconds that Redcoat goes around the corner, suddenly she's, you know, she's gone into the building, into like a crypt, but she's gone. Like it literally took less than three seconds. She's gone. Where is she? No one knows.
1: I was going to say, then it takes them like five years to open up the same thing that took her three seconds to open up.
0: Yeah. So our local sleuth, Spencer, notices there's no leaves next to a statue. So this must be a secret door. And it takes four of them to push this thing open, but it makes Redcoat, who's only one person, all of three seconds to get in there, open it, close it, and then run away. Make it make sense.
1: It was open when she got there.
0: The girls like decide to follow in into this like little hidey hole and- They're immediately locked in, like, just three seconds in. They walk in, door shut, they're stuck. And Hannah has no signal. She has minus three bars. So what can they do besides keep going? And, okay, so this is the weird thing. This is how I get the vibe that something supernatural is happening here because they're literally underground, like, in a tunnel, and suddenly there's, like, a little cyclone in there and there's this massive, harsh wind that's going to knock them all to the ground and they all have to hold hands and band together so they don't die. But somehow Arya stops ha- holding hands with um, Hannah and is now holding a statue. Like, when did that happen? How did that happen? How did someone come and steal Hannah and slide in a statue into Arya's hand without noticing?
1: Yeah, that was my favorite. Well, apparently she didn't never stop holding Hannah's hand. She was holding it the whole time.
0: Yeah, so she must have been holding an ice-cold statue the whole time and just was, like, doing whatever she, she was doing. So it's at this point that Hannah gets separated. And I want to hop over to Hannah's timeline for a second. Does that make sense for you guys? Yes. Yes. Um, Hannah is in like an empty hallway where she's all alone and su- suddenly. And on the wall in front of her is this blood-soaked, like, help me. And her first instinct is to pull off her gloves and hat, chuck it on the ground, and like rub her fingers into it. Because, you know, that's what yeah. I do when I see a blood help me, you know.
1: A blood help me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, bloody help me, literally. <laughs> um, She's like, let me just rub my hands on this, get really into it. Then she turns around and there's literally an ocean of rats next to her that she didn't notice. <laughs> she has to like surf them up some stairs and ends up somehow in the house by running away from these mice. But we do see someone following her. It's someone in a gas mask. And she's looking around trying to figure out her way out. So obviously she can, you know, get out of this creepy ass house. When she sees like this weird like completely glass booth it's like literally so fancy right like do you do you guys agree like I feel like I want one of those things in my house it's like a phone booth inside your house
1: yeah but like why
0: I don't know I just think it's really cute
1: we don't have house phones anymore I don't want it in my house
0: <laughs> I want one in my house and I'll put my phone on charge in there. <laughs> okay cool anyway Hannah as we discussed has minus three bars and she sees this phone so she's like oh my god brilliant and tries to call but Big shock. She gets locked into this giant glass case.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: And act two of something supernatural happening. While she's in there, like, she hears, like, this high-pitched noise. And then suddenly, like, all of these weird lights start flashing around her. They kind of, like, move up to the glass. It's really creepy. And they're kind of really just, like, glowing at all sides of this glass booth that she's stuck in and it just disappears
1: but she also sees like flashes of people in there like she sees um the gas mask guy and she sees like what Seems to be Allie in those images. At least that's what I interpret them to be. So that was hella creepy.
0: This whole scene was hella creepy. This whole house is hella creepy. But after this sort of weird flashing thing happens, um, she gets a phone call on the on the phone that's behind her and it's this old-timey music.
1: Yeah, that's literally what the subtitles say.
0: Yeah, old-timey song playing. So she hangs up and she's doing what any normal person would do. right? She's trying to break herself free, but nothing's happening but she sees the door handle start to move and it's opening really slowly and suddenly there's this girl standing there who's like, hello? And this girl is Miranda.
1: Yeah, but like, can we just stop to talk about the haircuts are the same, the humour is the same, The backstory is the same. The facial features are the same. Like, this is just a female Caleb.
0: Okay, why don't you tell us a bit about female Caleb and Caleb interacting then?
1: Okay, so when we last left Caleb, he was getting on the creepy bus to take himself from Rosewood to Ravenswood. So while he's on this creepy bus, he falls asleep for a second. And then out of the entirety emptiness (laughs) of this bus, this random chick who is the same age, same hair, same personality as he decides i'm gonna sit next to this guy like the entire like, i cannot stress enough how empty this entire bus is there's one creepy guy in the back and there's caleb so she just sits right next to caleb
0: i know but here's my thing her behavior is also creepy right like it only it isn't creepy because she's cute but like yeah, you yeah. all this
1: space on the bus why would you go sit next to someone else that's creepy agreed it's like you know public toilet etiquette if you're going into a public toilet and there's someone in one store you always leave one store empty and then go to the next one.
0: Yes. I
1: hate it when people sit next to me. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just like unspoken rules of etiquette, right? And this this girl is defying all of them. There's literally three people on the bus, the driver, Caleb, and this guy. And she sits right next to him and he's sleeping. Like, he wakes up and she just, like, materializes there.
0: And then she has the audacity to ask him if he has food. <laughs>
1: Like, hey, what are, what are we? Who is this?
0: That's Miranda, Ishter.
1: So then we find out that Miranda has a really shitty home life, basically, and she's on a quest to find her uncle who lives in Rape. And who doesn't know she's coming? So Caleb's like, hey, I'm going there too. And then i Adam- other happens but she decides to get off the bus at the same time as the creepy guy at the back with the chips tries to get off the bus and then she yeah. she freaks out and she's like oh, I'm just going to stay here well mate you were going to Ravenswood anyway
0: yeah because she changed her mind halfway through because she was like oh yeah my uncle's not expecting me I'm just showing up it might not go hmm. well because Caleb basically told her his heartbreaking story of his un- uncle father his <laughs> uncle <cung cool>, yeah his <laughs> uncle cool. and um so she, was, she got a bit like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I'm just going to get off um, at the next stop, basically, and go back. And then, yeah, she got creeped out by Creepy Guy, and then she decided, no, I'm going to go meet my uncle after all.
1: Creepy Guy on the bus has a very distinct facial feature, which is one of his eyes are blue.
0: I think it's a glass eye.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going go out on a limb and it's like, assume that it's like a blind eye or something.
0: <laughs> I get what she's saying, like an eye that's had vision loss. Yeah, like a blind eye is so funny to say. Like, why would you call it that?
1: (laughs) That's the distinct feature on the preview at the back that Miranda and Caleb were freaked out about. This is important for later.
0: Also, I just wanted to point out that like their heart-wrenching sad story of like where I live is complicated, blah, 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 blah. It's just so like... We already did this in season one, guys. I like, couldn't you think of a different backstory. This is literally Caleb. Yeah, this is but this is girl Caleb. Caleb button girl. Calebina. <laughs>
1: the hair
0: is the same. I know, so here's my theory. I think Caleb should date Miranda. And here's
1: my reason. Think of all the money they could save on bulk haircuts. Exactly. I thought you were gonna say think of all the money they could save on unisex clothes. That, that too. too. They're basically
0: wearing the same thing. They have the same haircut. Like, this is just basically like Costco for relationships. Just exactly, in bulk. <laughs> Literally. Don't even have your own story. Just be foster kids in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> My literal note here is like orphans are bonding and I moved on because that's literally – I didn't need to take notes. It's exactly what they're doing. I also have a weird uncle who didn't know I existed who did know I exist.
1: Yeah. Now
0: we just need uh, Miranda's uncle to turn out to be her father.
1: I know. Now that we've spoken about who Miranda is and how she fits into this storyline, she doesn't actually even fit. She's sort of like a stray puzzle piece that's just been jammed in there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you sit here. Yeah, so Miranda's the one that opens the door and lets Hannah out the glass room. So Miranda and Hannah are sort of like trying to escape this creepy house that they're in. And the Miranda's only at that house because Quinky Dink, that's the house that her uncle owns. So as they're trying to escape, Miranda and Hannah end up in like a funeral director's room-ish. There's like four or five coffins in there. And Miranda uh, has a flashback of back to when she was little, and she's being comforted by what seems to be her uncle. And she just Remembering that she was actually at her parents funeral even though she hadn't told them. like she's been telling everyone that she wasn't there and she doesn't remember. Um, but as she's leaving she tucks our pamphlet that she finds on the sideboard into her jacket pocket and walks away
0: yeah my question for you guys is here Miranda says to Hannah um so my uncle did know I exist why did he let me like go into foster care and stuff like that and Hannah's kind of like oh I don't know but I tell you what let's get out of here and um I'll hold him down while you ask how quickly did she tell Hannah her entire life story we know her life story because of Caleb. Like, what's going on? Is he texting her under the table or something?
1: Uh, I have no idea. That's such a good point. Maybe this girl's just, like, a serial storyteller. She just keeps telling everyone her story.
0: I think maybe she just saw her. She, she saw that she was Girl Caleb and assumed. Yeah. He must also be a foster kid. A unisex foster kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that when they put out the casting call for this role, they just put you foster kid as the title?
0: I think when they put out the casting call, they just posted a photo of Caleb and they were like this, but in a different flavor.
1: It should have been this, but with a different cup.
0: With a different cup.
1: Yeah, like an ice cream. <laughs> what? Literally, the insides are the same.
0: <laughs> Literally, that reference did not even make sense. the more i think about it i'm like what you're like oh a different cup oh because like an ice cream what are you talking about okay so first of all you said
1: this but a different flavor
0: (laughs) yeah that's something people say already correct oh is it (laughs) yeah Yeah. i didn't make that up (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> well, I you did. and so you read that as being oh this means they're ice creams <laughs> yeah and then I was like no because
1: a different flavour would mean that they're, they're different but the insides are the same, so it'll be a different cup or a different cone. But
0: the, yeah. the outsides are the same too. <laughs> this is
1: also
0: true. They are literally a two-for-one sale, why right? If we take their
1: height into the mix, one's a, one's a venti and the other one's a grande.
0: Well, like Sadie says, she does pick up some brochure type thing when she's leaving and she takes it with her and goes. But we like flash forward and the, they're suddenly out of the house and Caleb has also found them. <laughs> Once they're all together, Hannah takes them back into the crypt, but the secret door no longer exists. But don't worry, though, because Miranda's, like, sixth sense has allowed her to find a random grave with her name and picture on it. Like, what the hell is happening?
1: Absolute freaking chaos. And then, like, later on towards the end of this episode, they also find one with Caleb's name and picture on it.
0: Yeah, they do. Is everyone already dead? Like, is that it? They died in that house? Um, I know you both haven't seen it, but you find out more about those gravestones
1: in Ravenswood. Which is a spin-off show from um Pretty Little Liars. Oh, ah. is it? Yeah. So is, is Ravenswood, does that follow the story of Caleb and Miranda? Yeah. We haven't gotten into
0: it yet, but like in the next episode, Caleb does this sad, I have to go back to Ravenswood because business thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, That season follows what he does in Ravenswood when he goes back. Oh, can we watch that too? Yeah, we can watch it maybe after we finish this season. Oh, does it have spoilers? No because it doesn't really interact with um Rosewood at all so
1: I don't think it does have spoilers
0: but we should finish off this season because we're like halfway yeah. through it and then we can go see what Caleb's been up to yeah
1: yeah i should have known this was going to be a spin off because why else would a random unisex you know, Caleb turn up and then he just break up with Hannah so that was the Mir- the Miranda Hannah and Caleb storyline
0: except just one thing where I want to touch on before we get back to the main girls so around this point um we'll get back to it but the girls do get out of the house Miranda basically is like following them like a sad puppy and then she's like okay i gotta go but hannah wants to take the sad puppy in and miranda who like for once is saying something reasonable she's like oh, okay like i'm not gonna do that i'll stick around because a you don't know any of these people why would you like take them into your home that's weird
1: she didn't even ask emily to stay with her when she had no house
0: i know but emily's not a stray she likes yeah emily's not a stray. She does. And I think that comment was meant to be like endearing, but I didn't like it. Yeah. It didn't sit right with me either. Like, how weird. Anyway, Miranda's like, no, I'm not going to be a stray in your house. And Hannah turns around and just makes out with Caleb. And he's kind of just like, oh, cool. What was that for? And Hannah says, um, it's for being the kind of guy who I can trust to stay here and take care of a girl that pretty. So now I'm like... Yeah. Okay, Caleb needs to stay in Rosewood and take care of this bitch. But, like, Caleb, honey, do you not have school or your own family or anything else to worry about? You're just going to drop everything for this random girl because Hannah said so. But I think at this stage they're not expecting it to take that long. Yeah. At at this stage she doesn't know he's about to get a (laughs) spin-off. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. I forget. Like, This is something that you sent me the other day that, like, it's not reasonable for us to think that the characters know what kind of trope they're in. Yeah, exactly. And she shouldn't have to know that her boyfriend's about to get a spin-off. So that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She didn't know. She thought he was going to help her out for like a night and come back. Like she yeah. didn't know he was getting a spin-off right now. <laughs> okay. But then if that's what she thought, why does she need to do this big dramatic make-out scene? Like she's saying goodbye to him for the last time. Um, because. But yeah, and like Sadie mentioned, as the two are walking away, Caleb and Miranda are walking away, they also see a grave with Caleb's name and photo on it. Dun, dun, dun also
1: when i die i want my grave to have a photo but i want it to have like a people like caitlin's grave
0: yeah i was so confused about that like why did his gravestone have a flap (laughs) like why is that thing? literally i don't see any point to that except for plot suspense i know literally why would someone be like okay we're going to put a photo here but only people who know to look need to look yeah, exactly. That's so she can be like, oh, your name's on here. And then he gets to reveal the photo. Yeah, exactly. Because if you see a photo, they're going to be like, oh, there's a photo of you on this grave. And hey, that's your name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm interested to actually see what's happened in Ravenswood because I haven't seen that either. But whatever they're doing, they've got, like, the most up-to-date photos as possible, so, like... Well, I have seen Wood and I really enjoyed it. I feel like it's one of those shows that gets mixed reviews. I feel like even amongst Pretty Little Liars fans, a lot of people either like it or don't like it. I'm in the I like it camp. Yeah, okay. It's, like, really different to Pretty Little, Little Liars, though, so if you're expecting Pretty Little Liars, like, that's not what you're going to get. Yeah. Alrighty. So now that Hannah and Miranda have made it out of the house... Let's get to what the girls are up to. So the girls also somehow make it into the house. They kind of follow up a similar sort of way that Hannah has gotten in there. Um, But like once they're in the house, they hear this screaming, the son's screaming. And it sounds like Ali screaming. My friends know I'm here, help me, help me. And Spencer runs first down this hall to go follow the sound because they obviously, they're trying to find Allie, right? But in those three seconds that Spencer ran ahead, She's suddenly gone, and now Aria and Emily are on their own. And this is where Spencer gets separated. And she somehow ends up in, like, this garden room sort of thing, like, maybe, like, a greenhouse or something. Hmm. And – but it's inside, so I don't know. There's just a lot of plants everywhere. Is it a conservatory? That's a good way to phrase it, a good conservatory or something. I literally wrote wrote in my note, plant house thing. I don't know. (laughs) So (laughs) – um conservatory sounds better yeah it's a plant house that reminds me of um used to be a plant house oh even better i was gonna say it reminds me of breaking bad where he's like i can see a cow house down there he's like do you mean a barn Ah, so good. Um, When Spencer's going through this plant house, there's a shadow that comes up behind her and a pot plant breaks. And t- Spencer turns around to see Mr. Mask Man. They kind of just yeah. stare off and then end up in like a bit of a fight where she cuts his hand with some garden cheese and he passes out, I guess. So Spencer does the only like reasonable thing she's ever done. And she goes to like pull off the mask to see who it is, right? But she did this after she put down her weapon. Like, girl, why? Keep yeah. your weapon on you. But yeah. in three seconds... This mystery mask man wakes up and actually ends up knocking Spencer out um, yeah. by knocking her into a table. And that's Spencer's very short scene. Um, yeah. While this the house is happening, Emily and Arya are wandering through the house and they feel a breeze. So they go into this room that looks like it's full of chem stuff and like potions and everything. They see an open window and Emily wants to climb out. She's like, I'm going to climb through the trellis and go get help. But I have a question, like, because... I don't know if this bothered you guys in this scene, but Arya's giving Emily a lot of shit being like, oh, so you're just going to leave everyone in the house? And she's like, no, I'm going to go get help, obviously. And she's like, but you can't think of a good enough lie for why we were in this house, so you can't do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you okay? You're about to die in a fun house. And you're like, we need to think of a good lie. Why can't the lie be we followed someone in a crypt and then we got lost? (laughs) I know, literally. <laughs> Just like save your lives first, then worry about lying. I know, literally. And Arya's giving her shit for this. And I'm like, ma'am, sort out your priorities. But yeah. Emily doesn't get the chance to climb down anyway because this shard of glass guillotine comes down and nearly beheads Emily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah. And the only reason it didn't hit Emily is because they heard that scream again and they kind of turn to look away. Um, Flash forward, the girls find a knocked out Spencer and she wakes up instantly when the girls touch her. She's like, (gasps) true love's first touch. (laughs) I know, (laughs) literally. And then this screaming is going on again, that same alley screaming, and they all stick together this time. They're following it down a hallway and they get to a room at the end of the hallway and it's just this tape that's playing on loop. And it's a recorder of Ali screaming on repeat. This gave me chills. Yeah. yeah. And then Sadie's favorite character, Grundlewald is back.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Grundlewald. Grundlewald, yeah. Um, she basically just says, you guys shouldn't be here. But this part confused me. So maybe you guys can help like clarify. She just for some reason is like, oh yeah, I'm in this house because I'm the caretaker of this house. Like, yeah. what is your job? Because now apparently she's, some kind of psychic lady who ran sessions in this house, but she's yeah. also the caretaker, but she also was like a house mother at like on campus somewhere else. And she does like readings or something like, what is she doing? it like girl is hustling. What is your job? Also, also like she's the caretaker of this house, but she has a caretaker at her own house. Yeah, she does literally. I'm so confused what, about what this woman does, but she does say that she used to run <laughs> sessions out of this room and it is, and this house that she doesn't live in, but caretakes for. It's her office that they're in right now. So she's some kind of psychic therapist or whatever. And the recording (laughs) is from... When she had a session with Ali ages ago, and this tape was st- stolen six months ago. Yeah. So I don't know what that's all about, but so she's a psychic therapist, and Ali came to see her. Apparently, doesn't say when or why or anything, but Ali and her weirds—they've just accepted this as an explanation for why that she has a recording of Ali screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I also just say they've accused Shana, Jenna, Melissa, everyone in their freaking lives for much less, but this woman has a recording of your best friend screaming. Please help me they got my friends are gonna find me and you think it's just cool because she's an old lady who says she's psychic um Grunwald kind of also just like randomly in her story shivers and stares and all of the girls agree this must mean she's seen something it's not that she's cold and dying because she's like 500 years old yeah and Grunwald kind of turns and really eerily says one of you ha- girls have been touched by the one Ali fears most.
1: My theory here was that Spencer was smashed by Ezra, right? In the head. But like, Aria's also been touched by Ezra.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what she meant. She meant more like a relationship type of touching. Uh, yeah. Not like you've been smashed in the head by them. <laughs> yeah, one of you has been smashed in the head by the one Ali fears most. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think we're meant to assume that it's Ezra, right? But they are, they've they all had partners. We've all had so. boyfriends, even Emily. I'm going to plot twist. It's her boyfriend Ben from season one. Oh, my God. Imagine.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing it's not. It's it could not. be.
0: But anyway, the girls are like, okay, cool. Um, We're going to leave now. Thanks, Grunwald, for nothing. But when they go to leave, Spencer's car has a nail in it. She's got a flat tire. And they're gonna change the tire, but they all look to Emily because she's gay. But it's not because she's gay; she just happens to be sporty. Yeah,
1: says the says the lacrosse player. Like, what does what was it that Spencer was playing? Lacrosse, lacrosse. That's
0: lacrosse. <laughs> lacrosse.
1: isn't that? That's a T-shirt. <laughs> she's also equally as sporty.
0: Exactly. I don't know how many spare tires Emily changes in the ocean when she swims, but evidently it's a lot okay but jokes there's no spare tire her parents must have taken it out when melissa moved to england or something because like that makes sense but out of nowhere a car approaches and it's ezra he was calling and calling Ari apparently but no answer and so he was worried And, like, Arya just goes up and hugs him. And my question is, are they just, like, back together now? They're at least very sus. And this gets even more sus in the next episode, which I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, same. It keeps getting worse and worse. But Ezra's like, don't worry about your car, girls. I'm going to give you a ride home. Let me just move my A shit in the back. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Don't worry about that black hoodie. Like, yeah. just hop in. But Ezra drops them off at, I think, his Spencer's house. Mm. and they see a blonde in red coat running, like, three seconds later. So all the girls are following, like, this red coat into the forest, but jokes, but jokes It's actually just Spencer's yard still. Like, does she live on, like, a giant property? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I think she's got a bit of room. And they're all kind of just, like, standing there in the yard with red coats back facing them, and they're all kind of just standing there staring with their mouths open, and one of them whispers, Allie, is that you? And then... Allison turns around. It's Allison. She's alive.
1: It's Allison! Sadie, tell me everything. What did you think? I was, like, shocked. I didn't even think this was a possibility because I buried her twice. Yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. I thought that, like, the Grundlewald story of her pulling Allie up from the property, like, you know, buried when she was buried, like a mushroom, was like, I don't know, maybe she's- Like a she mushroom. Is, but, like, who- <laughs> Yeah. Like who would just grab a teenager who's just been buried and drop her off at a hospital with the car and then just like book it out of there? I thought that was yeah. like a far fetched story. She was like,
0: You wait in the car, sweet pea. I'm gonna go into the hospital and fetch a doctor for you. She just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Um and also I wanna mention the most iconic line that Ali delivers. Mm-hmm. She turns around and looks at them and she goes, Did you miss me? Oh, my God, I love it. It's so Ali. So Ali, so good. Do you remember the first time we watched this episode and our minds were just blown? Yes, I literally was screaming. Yeah, on like a rewatch, you're like, oh, there was like so many clues, right? And like Grindel- Grindelwald literally says, I pulled Ali out from a grave. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, Sa- like Sadie says, you you're always a little bit like, nah, can't be. And then you, exactly. watch this and you actually see Allie and you're like, "Holy shit! I can't believe Ali's alive!" Like, so I know good. it is so good. Um, and the girls immediately, for once, they get into questioning. She's like, "So it was you in Ravenswood, and first of all, Arya, no shit, girl. That like, wasn't that the whole point. You went to Ravenswood because, like, you were looking for Ali, who was apparently alive. Like, first of yeah. all." But I agree, it was, like, shocking. Um, But Ali sees this light from behind them. She's like, it's not safe for me yet. Um, I want to come home, but I really need your help. Hannah says, like, who are you afraid of? And she just goes, remember what I told you in the hospital, Hannah? And Hannah's just like, oh, so that was you. Like, by the time you said all of this, you could have just repeated what you said in the hospital. Don't make this a whole quest. Tell us what what you mean and what you're afraid of, please. (laughs) Matt, what did you say in the hospital? (laughs) I know, I can't remember what you said 10 seconds ago. (laughs) Like... Some twigs crack, and the girls like turn around, and Ali gives them like a shh thing, right? She Tells them to be yeah. quiet, and the girls yeah. turn around, and it's Ezra returning um, Arya's phone that she left in the car. But my other question is, do they think it's sus that he didn't go to the front door and just decided to run through the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally run through the forest. I know and these girls all look like super shocked staring at Ezra and then they turn around and Ali's just gone yeah yes Th- that was the episode that was grave new world one of my favorite episodes I say this a lot but this is one of my favorite episodes in the show it's definitely like top five.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I think it's my favorite.
0: And something we forgot to mention, this was a Halloween episode because we got the spooky intro again.
1: Yeah, it was a Halloween episode.
0: I'm so mad that Ali wasn't just like, this is who I'm afraid of. This is what I need you to do. buy and run away like i know literally like time is off the essence girl you've been dead three years already like yeah you could have saved us four years of work like just tell me what you're afraid of i know like we're literally in this mess because we don't even know who hates allison or who hates allison the most rather because like I know. hates know <laughs> <Alison. laughs> exactly we, we're, what we're trying to find out in this show is who hates allison the most <laughs> yeah Alrighty. um if we have nothing else to talk about for this episode, um, did we want to do worst sister stories? Yeah, who's got a worst sister story? I think I had one that I told you. I can't remember what it is. Oh, I remember now. It's about the traffic cone. <laughs> I don't remember this. What was the traffic cone again? Okay, so at the moment, just um... oh, I remembered. Go on, what I remember. Yeah. So I live on like a pretty busy road and at the moment there's some construction happening on the main road that I sort of live on and there's all of these traffic cones lined everywhere like along my driveway and stuff to block it off and because I work from home most days I had to leave in the middle of the day when it was all blocked off and as I'm leaving, I kind of like wave at the construction workers and they move the cones out of the driveway so I can get out. But as I'm leaving, I didn't realize there was still one like kind of to the left of my car. And as I'm driving away, I knock it over. But because it's a main road, I can't stop and pick it up. So I just like yell out the window, I'm sorry, as I keep driving. <laughs> uh, how embarrassing. And then on my way back, I had to... Um, Signal to the same construction worker to let me back in. (laughs) So that's my embarrassing worst sister story. But what about you, Suna? Any worst sister stories? I don't think so. Have I told you guys any? No. I mean, you can't read two positive lines, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's really my worst sister I just, like, literally just before we started recording, I got a positive uh, COVID result, but I was in denial about my result. I was like,
0: I sent um, my sisters a photo and I talked to my husband in real life. And I was like, this is negative, right? And everyone's like, that's clearly positive. (laughs) I know. (laughs) She's like, but it's faint. It's like the most clear line you've ever seen. i don't have covid right and everyone's like you have a (laughs) covid yeah yeah i was hoping for people to like you know stick up with me in my delusion and be like no no no, that line barely exists like you're good (laughs) no it definitely exists and you're not good (laughs) you are bad (laughs) best sister goes to suna because she's still recorded even though she has literal covid right now
1: (laughs) it's all good it's all good how could i not record grave new world
0: I know, literally. Such a good show. Yeah, so for our listeners, you would have noticed that we've only covered one episode of um, Pretty Little Lies in this episode of Shadewood. We're going to give this format a go in the next few weeks. So let us know what you think with our new format. I think it'll give us more time to talk more in depth about um, the things that we've been seeing. So your feedback's welcome and how do you reach us the same way you always do you can x slash twitter us on at sister worst or you can reach us on basically everything else at worst sister shire so that's reddit facebook instagram and tiktok um or you can email us on worst sister shire at gmail.com i'll count us out with a hadabum one two three hadabum hadabum